Today's Tanya for the 25th of Teves is in Perik Yud Gimel, chapter 13. It's on page 189. Earlier in the Perik, the Alter Rebbe explained the meaning of Zeva Zeh Sheifton that says by Abenani that both the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah are Sheiftim in the Benani, they are judges, and the Torah uses the word judges rather than, the Gemara uses the word judges rather than the word rulers, because in a Benani there's only one ruler, but there are two judges. The Yetzirah has its opinion, because in the Benani the Yetzirah is tamed only in terms of its garments, but not in terms of its feelings and its opinions. So the Yetzirah offers an opinion, the Yetzirah being the emotions of the animal soul. Nefesh HaBahamis is a reference to the intelligence of the animal soul. And the same with the godly soul. Nefesh HaLikis means the intelligence of the godly soul. And Yetzirah means the emotions of the godly soul. And in this Tadik, the Rebbe adds to what he said in the, in the previous Tadik, where Abenani does what he's supposed to do in Machshava Dibra and Maisa, in the garments of the soul, because although the animal soul doesn't want to do it, the mitzvahs, or wants to do the opposite, but the Benani does what he's supposed to do because the mind controls the heart. But that's where the mind is clear that the mitzvah has to be done. And the heart, which is the animal soul, is resisting. So there's the the strength that the mind has over the heart that Mayach Shalit Alalev and the Benani successfully does what the mind tells him. What happens when we take it a step further? The Yetzir Hara has risen to the mind and now the problem, the conflict between good and evil is not the good in the mind and the evil in the heart. But in the mind itself is both good and evil. That's the nefesh habahamis itself, not just the Yetzirah. Then, the statement that meyach shalat al-halev is no longer relevant. Here you have meyach and meyach. Or, if the godly soul is moved to an emotion, so now the Yetzirah is feeling an ava to the Ebeshta, and the Yetzirah in the heart is feeling an ava in the opposite direction. Again, the struggle is not mayach and lev. Now the struggle is lev and lev. So on this, the Alter Rebbe says that the pasuk that God stands li'inin that God stands at the right side of the godly soul to help the godly soul overcome the animal soul. That's when there's a heart-to-heart conflict or a mind-to-mind conflict. Then the Ebeshter helps. And without that, the Gemara says, That without the help from the Ebeshter, then the, the godly soul would not be able to prevail. Because you have basically a stalemate. And the argument can go on forever. And since, which means that the bigger somebody is in his godly soul, the bigger is also the Yetzirah. Which basically means that the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah are always balanced. 
in order that there should be bechira, that there should be freedom of choice, you have to have a balance between yetzahara and yetzatev. They have to be equally strong. Otherwise, there's no bechira. Otherwise, there is no choice. So once you have a balance between yetzahara and yetzatev, so what breaks that balance to help the Bainani do what he has to do? So the answer is the Abishta helps. What is the form that this help takes? It is the Eir Haneshama that the Abishta gives that enables godliness to overcome ungodliness, just like light overcomes darkness. Now, Pedic 13, Pedic at Gimel, on page 189. Ach me ach ashahara shabachal hasmoli bebenani, who betok veketel dosei. But in spite of the fact that the Abishta helps the Bainani overcome his animal soul and do and speak and think only what is godly, but on the other hand, because the evil in the left side of the heart, meaning the animal soul itself, not its garments, remains in its original strength. Not in its act, not in its function, not in its behavior, but in its desire. It still desires the things that it desires, worldly things. And it has not become nullified to the good or by the good, which would be the case in the imperfect tzaddik where the evil is nullified because it is so insignificant compared to the good. It's overwhelmed by the good. So in the Benini this doesn't happen. The evil is not nullified like in an imperfect tzaddik. And it also has not been displaced from its, from its original position at all. Which means that he's not even on the level of a Benini who is inspired during davening, where temporarily at least the animal soul is displaced. And the example for this would be if two people are fighting, there is surrender and there is retreat. If he surrenders, it means that he's overwhelmed, he's outmatched, and he gives up, and he will no longer fight. Retreat means he's pulling back, but after pulling back, he's going to wait for the next opportunity to to mount a new charge, to mount a new offensive. So he's going to come back and fight again. And that's the case of the Benini when he's inspired during davening, or moved in davening, to where the Yetzirah is displaced, meaning it has to retreat. It has to pull back, but it's going to come back after davening and try another attack. Whereas in the imperfect tzaddik, the Yetzirah has surrendered completely and will not attack again. has no further attacks. And that's why he's a tzaddik. But in the Benani, there is neither the bittel, meaning the surrender, nor the retreat, the displacement, except during davening. So the animal soul not being nullified, not being displaced, is still in its original strength, only it can't influence the body outside of itself. Itself, within itself, it remains a Yetzirah, but it can't spread its Ra through the body, 
and get the body to do the Aveda. And even this is not because it has been weakened, but It's because God helps the Eitzatev, the Eitzatev, so which means that without divine intervention, without help from above, the Yetzirah would not even be contained in its garments. Lochem. And because of all of the above, that the Yetzirah has not surrendered, the Yetzirah has not retreated, and even the fact that it behaves itself is because God intervenes. That's why Nikra Kirasha. That's why a Benani can properly be referred to with the word Kirasha. Like in the verse, to my Marizal, that the soul is told before it comes down into the world that even if the whole world tells you that you're a tzaddik you should consider yourself kirasha not literally a rasha but kirasha like a rasha what does it mean like a rasha? What the Neshama is told is that it should consider itself a Bainani, even if the whole world tells him that he's a Tzaddik. And the reason that a Bainani is described with the word Kirasha is because, as far as the animal soul is concerned, in the Bainani, it is exactly like the animal soul in the Rasha. But the person himself is not a Rasha, he's a Bainani, because he doesn't sin. Although the whole world is telling him that he's a tzaddik, he should consider himself a bainani. And why? How is that true? So, which is which is is he a tzaddik or is he a bainani? So the Rebbe says, He should not believe what the world is telling him, what people are telling him, that there is no longer any evil in him, that it's become bottle shazehu madrigas tzaddik which would be the level of tzaddik, he should believe himself to be a benani in that the animal soul within him, the evil within him, essentially, not its behavior, but its essence, hasn't changed at all, and it's in its original strength as it was when he was born. And has not departed, it hasn't been removed from him at all. On the contrary, not only is it as strong as when he was born, but stronger. Because in the passage of time, through, through involvement in physical activity, eating and sleeping, even if it was perfectly kosher eating and sleeping, he has actually strengthened the animal soul because all of this exercises the animal soul. So the animal soul has become stronger, more urgent in its need for physical things, for physical pleasures. Only it can't influence the body around it. The animal soul doesn't have access to the body. So that even if the whole world is telling you you're a tzaddik, they are judging by your behavior. How else can an outsider judge? So they see that you behave like a tzaddik, and they therefore claim that you are a tzaddik. 
But internally, that may not be the case at all. And therefore, a person should assume that his animal soul has not been removed and that he's not on the level of tzaddik at all. And the fact that he behaves perfectly, that doesn't prove that he's a tzaddik. Firstly, because a tzaddik is changed internally and he may not have changed internally at all. And even the fact that he behaves like a tzaddik doesn't come from some improvement in, internally that the Yitzhahara has at least somewhat or to some degree been refined but the, even the fact that he behaves like a tzaddik comes from help from above where God helps the Yitzhahara over the Yitzhahara. Now the Alter Rebbe goes a step further. Until now we've been talking about a Benani who is a businessman. He goes about his business and he doesn't ever sin. And he never fails to do a mitzvah. And the Rebbe shows how that is not yet a sign of a tzaddik. Now, taking it a step further. A Benani who is not a businessman. He spends all his time studying Torah. Day and night. And he studies at Lushma. Even this is not a proof that the Yetzirah has been displaced. It's still possible that the animal soul itself, meaning the emotions, the desires of the animal soul, are still in its original form and its original strength. Only the garments of the animal soul, thought, speech, and deed, are not able to clothe themselves in the mind, the mouth, and the hands and the rest of the body in order to do or say or think what is not permissible. <laughs> because God gave strength and supremacy uh, to the mind over the heart. It seems that even in the, gar- even in the essence of the soul, meaning in the emotions of the soul, there's the essence of the emotion and the garments of the emotion. So just like on the basic level, the Yetzirah can have unholy feelings and yet not behave in an unholy fashion. Because when it comes to garments, the Benini is in control of the garments, in the literal sense of garments, actual doing, speaking, and thinking. The same is true also on a higher level in the Benini, that when it comes to the garments of the emotions, meaning to say the extensions of the emotions, that when the when the Benini studies Taita all day long and feels only godly feelings, that doesn't necessarily mean that his animal soul is now changed and that the animal soul also wants godliness and loves God. It means that the emotions of the godly soul have spread into the animal soul's place and therefore the animal soul's emotions are blocked but not that the animal soul has changed 
So this spreading, this extension of the godly soul's ava or yida into the place of the animal soul is like the garment of the emotion. The practical or lowest part of the emotion of the ava. So that because the Ebesh gives Shlito Memshala Lameichal Halev, that because he is studying Taylor all, all day and all night, and his mind is on godliness, therefore the Ava that that arouses influences the left side of the heart by, infu- by infiltrating, but not by changing. And that's why the godly soul which is in the mind controls the entire body. That the entire body should be a garment and a vehicle for the godly soul's garments. That they should be clothed in the act and speech and thought of Torah and Mitzvahs. But when it comes to the essence of the Nefesh Abahamis, in other words, to the emotions themselves, the emotions themselves have not been changed. Except for those occasions where the Ava is not only strong within the Benini, but it comes out to his Galus on those special times like during davening and the like. Only then does it affect the emotion of the animal soul. But what kind of effect? The Av Gamze Sapam, and even on these special occasions, Einorak Shlito Memshalolivad. Even when the animal soul's emotions are somewhat affected during davening, the effect is an external one, and it's one of, of force. The godly soul's emotion overwhelms the animal soul, but it doesn't change it internally. As it says, one nation will prevail over the other. The word yemats means strengthen. It doesn't mean a final victory. And Kishazer comes and Nafel. When this one rises, the other one will fall. In other words, when the godly soul rises and is strengthened, then the Yetzirah falls. Kishazer comes, and when this one rises, then the other one falls. Which means that even after the godly soul has risen and has defeated the god, the animal soul, the animal soul then, after its defeat, rises and can overcome the godly soul. So we see that this defeat is a temporary one and that the Yetzirah bounces back from it. The godly soul, what does it mean when the godly soul strengthens itself or rises? It means that when the godly soul exercises the element of Gvura in holiness which is Bina because Bina is on the left column, and right under Bina is Gvura. So the left column is basically the column of Gvura, and in the intellect, the, col- the Gvura side of intellect is Bina. 
So when the nefesh of the kis, the godly soul, uses bina in order to overwhelm the animal soul, his bain and the gula Hashem ain't saved baruch. Hey, Hashem, kirish pe'ed b'chol ayimoni Using this bina, he arouses a love for God in the right side of the heart. Then the unholy of the animal soul is overwhelmed. But even when it's overwhelmed, even as it is temporarily defeated, it is not changed. It is not in his battle as it is in a tzaddik. Because concerning the tzaddik it says, my heart is empty within me. And as the Gemara explains, because it was killed. Not temporarily empty, but permanently. He, is dis- he despises evil and he hates it with an utter hate. Or if it's not with an utter hate, he hates it thoroughly. But not an utter hate, and therefore he's not a perfect tzaddik, he's the incomplete tzaddik. But either way, the Yetzirah is permanently silenced. In a Bainani, it's like a person who's asleep. Who is, a, who is always able to wake up from his sleep. In the same way, the evil in the Benini, when he is, when the evil is overwhelmed during the davening, it's like the, it's as if the Yitzhak is sleeping. During the reading of the Shema, the davening, when his heart is flaming with with love for God, then the Yetzirah is asleep. But But after the davening, the Yetzirah can awaken and return. And with this, we get to the explanation of the question that the Rebbe asked in the first Pedic. How could the Rabbi consider himself a Benini? When we know that Rabbi was a Tzadik Gomer, and yet he uses himself as an example of a Benini. But having explained that even a Benini who studies Torah all day, day and all, all his life, day and night, and he loves God with a flaming love like during the Davani, even so, this does not prove that he's a Tzaddik. But it could be that the Yetzirah is asleep and that it's overwhelmed by the godliness and that the godliness overwhelms it only externally only overpowers it. It doesn't destroy it or, or mevatel it. And that it can at any time come back and reawaken. And that's why Rabbi considered himself a Benin in his humility. Although he never interrupted his study of Taita. And it was the study of Taita that he desired and he longed for and he thirsted for all the time. And his soul yearned for God with an overwhelming love, somewhat like what the Benini feels during davening. And so it seemed to him that he is a Benini hamispalu kol The fact that the Rabbah was 
inspired and, and moved to love all the time, not only during davening. So it seemed to Rabbah in his humility that he was a Bainani who was constantly davening. If a Bainani can be in that mood or in that exalted state during davening, it must be theoretically possible to maintain that state throughout the entire day as if he were davening all day. In fact, the Gemara actually says that halavai, a person, should remain in the mood of davening all day long. So the Rabbah felt that he was a Bainani, a Bainani who was in the, in the state of inspiration all the time, fulfilling the Gemara's advice that a person should daven all day long or should be inspired by the davening all day long. Now this love that is meant, that is described in the Benani, the love that he feels for God during davening, compared to the tzaddikim who serve God with absolute truth, this love and this Aveda that the Bainani has, compared to the Tzaddiks, it is not called a true Aveda. Because it passes after the davening and it doesn't last, that which doesn't last is not true. As it says, the language of truth remains forever and Argiya Loshen Sheket. But only for a moment is the language of falsehood. So we see that something that is for a moment is not true. But that's only if you're comparing the Benini to the Tzaddik. But in spite of that, relative to the Benini himself, this Aveda of the Benini on the level of a Benini is absolutely true. Each person in the level, uh, his level of Benini. And therefore, I describe their davening and their ahava to God with the same verse, It is true on their level, and that which is true is forever. How is it forever? Since a Bainani is capable of arousing this love at any time, every day they arouse this love. In the davening, through the proper preparation, appropriate to each nefesh, therefore, since it's always available to them, it's as if it's always there. Because the, the attribute of truth is the attribute of Yaakov. The middle beam, which went through the Mishkan, from one end to the other, that's the Midah of Emes, that it's through all the levels. From the highest madrega to the lowest madrega, truth goes through them all. And in each level, it penetrates the central core point of that level. 
which is the place of truth within each level. Each level has its core place, and that is the truth of it. And truth penetrates through all those levels in their core, which is their truth. And truth is endless, and there's no end to how high it reaches. And in each level, when you're talking about truth, the higher level is so much higher than the lower level that the lower one is as nothing compared to the higher one. The lowest level of the higher level of truth is infinitely higher than the highest level of the lower one. And all of this will explain in Yetz Hashem in tomorrow's year.